Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analyzing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapters 38, 39, 40, and 41 of The Maze Runner. So where we left off, the doors are open, it's nighttime permanently, and shit's going down because the Grievers are going to enter the Glade tonight, so everyone's trying to hide in the homestead. And we had that cliffhanger where Thomas heard the first eerie moan of the Grievers coming from somewhere deep in the maze. The night had begun, and now the night is continuing. And I will just say up top, apologies if last week I sounded a bit weird. If the quality was a little bit echoey, I have gotten a new microphone and I thought that would be like a good thing. And it is a good thing. But last week I was experimenting with the new microphone and I was like, is this what it's meant to sound like? And I I was a bit confused. And then it wasn't until like two days later, I was like, oh, the microphone's back the front. It's the wrong way around. So I was speaking into the wrong end of the microphone. So yeah, it probably sounded like shit. So I apologize. But we're on a learning journey here, so there might be some speed bumps over the next few weeks while I figure out this mic situation. So if you have any feedback on that, please let me know. So let's get into chapter 38. He's saying how with everybody sleeping inside the homestead, it's a tight fit because there's lots of bodies that they now need to squeeze into that little house. But despite the number of people and the chaos of such a change, a disturbing silence hung over the activities as if no one wanted to draw attention to themselves. Of course, Thomas is the opposite. He loves attention. And so when everyone else was settled, he found himself upstairs with Newt, Albie and Minnow. And they continued their conversation about the Griever hole. And Newt is saying, this is the closest I've come so far to hanging it all up. Shuck it all and kiss a Griever goodnight. Supplies cut, bloody grey skies, walls not closing. Okay, well, (laughs) thanks for the like update on everything that's going on. It's nice to have it all condensed into one tiny little sentence. He says, but we can't give up. And we all know, okay. So he's like, oh, this is the closest I've come to giving up, but we can't give up. The buggers who sent us here either want us dead or they're giving us a spur. What? This or that, we got to work our asses off till we're dead or not dead. Okay. As far as motivational speeches go, this one's not that great. And so then Thomas is looking at Albie, who's still looking all gloomy. And he had a weary look of depression. (laughs) Weary look of depression. Okay. And Thomas is thinking of the changing had been aptly named considering what it had done to him. It had changed him. Maybe that's why they called it the changing. Yeah, makes sense. And Newt says, Albie, you're gonna pitch in? And Albie's like, huh, what? What was that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah, sure, whatever. 
but you've seen what happens at night. Just because Greeny the freaking Superboy made it out doesn't mean the rest of us can. And so Thomas rolled his eyes. He's like, I'm so sick of Albie's attitude. He's so sick of Albie's attitude. Oh my God. The guy got bitten by a griever, passed out. He went through the changing and he's had a day of grace. Just give him a little bit more grace. But here's Thomas rolling his eyes, being like, ugh, why are you being such a sad sack, Albie? Look on the bright side. Oh wait, there's no bright side because the sun disappeared. And so Minnow says, nah, you know what? Thomas is right. We got to quit boohooing and feeling sorry for ourselves. What? Tomorrow morning, first thing, you guys can assign teams to study the maps full time while the runners go out. Why have they not been assigning people to study the maps throughout this? This whole maze period that they've been living there. They're like, okay, the runners will go and run and then they'll come back and they'll draw maps and then they'll look at the maps ever so briefly and then they'll lock them in a chest and never look at them ever again. Oh, well, the, the runners will come back tired and look at them from time to time. When they're drawing up the new map after 12 hours of running, they'll ever so briefly compare and contrast from the maps before. Why would you not just get someone in who's fresh, someone who's not exhausted to come and do a little audit of the maps, just a little audit, little scan over. And it's only now that they're in the end of days that they're like, huh, maybe we should look at the map. Why have you got the maps if no one's looking at the fucking maps? And Minnow says, we'll get people to look at the maps while we can then stay out there for a few days. And Albie's like, what do you mean days? And he says, I mean days. <laughs> what do you mean days? Days. Okay. Usually when someone asks what you mean, you don't just repeat what you already said. He says, with open doors and no sunset, there's no point in coming back here. Anyway, what? Time to stay out there and see if anything opens up when the walls move. There's no point in coming back. Um, I don't know. What about rest? Food? Water? To draw the maps? To relay information to everyone in the glade? There's no point coming back. Let's just hang out there where there's no access to food or water. And Albie's like, no way. We can't ask people to volunteer for that. What kind of crazy asshole would even volunteer for that? And Minnow's like, I would. And Thomas would. And Thomas is like, who, who, me? And everyone looks at him and then he nods. He's like, yeah, you know what? I would actually. Yeah, we know, Thomas. We get your shtick. And although it scared him to death, exploring the maze was something he'd wanted to do from the first time he'd learned about it. Something he'd wanted to do from the first time he'd learned about it. When he woke up in a maze, he wanted to explore it. Well... And Newt's like, yeah, well, I guess I'd be up for it as well. And Albie, sad sack Albie, he says, what with your bum leg? And okay, forgot that Newt had a limp, but apparently Newt has a limp. And it's, it's quite the sore spot. So now Albie's being real mean. You know what? You could almost say he's changed. The changing changed him. Who would have thought? And Albie's like, all right, well, do whatever the fuck you want. And Newt says, hey, do what I want. Do what I want. What's wrong with you, man? Are you telling me we have a choice? Are you telling me we have a choice? Should we just sit around on our butts and wait to be snuffed by the grievers? How do they take themselves seriously? They're in like a war room at the moment, trying to brainstorm ideas on how to survive the night. And they're talking about shucking and grievers and griever holes and map rooms. <laughs> so stupid. And they're like, Albie, you got to start talking reason. I mean, he sounds... As much as he's being a bit of an asshole and a bit ableist, he... He is talking reasonably. And then Albie takes a breath and apparently he has had a change of heart. Jeez, the changing really did a number on him. He just can't stop changing. He says, you guys know I'm all screwed up. I shouldn't be the leader anymore. I ain't saying we should switch leaders or any of that clunk. I'm just saying, 
He's like, oh, I, I shouldn't be the leader anymore, but I will continue to be the leader. He says, I'm just saying that I think I need to let you guys make the decisions. I don't trust myself. So yeah, I'll do whatever. God, this is boring. This is such a boring book. And then Albie says, hey, tell you what, put me in charge of the maps. I'll freaking work every glader to the bone studying those things. Uh, Now's a good time to start. And then Albie's like, you know what? It was actually really stupid for us to sleep in here tonight. We should have been out in the map room working. You know, no, no, get some sleep, get your eight hours and come back at the maps refreshed. If you didn't do it for the past two years, I wouldn't stress about being late to start today. But Thomas, he goes, Thomas thought that was the smartest thing he'd heard Albie say in a long time. Fuck off, Thomas. Why are you in here? Why are you in this room with the top three dogs deciding what to do? You're a greenie, you big shank. And Newt's like, Albie, you can't go out now. The bloody grievers are moaning out there. We can wait till the wake up. You know, you can just say morning. You can just say morning, but no, we've got to wait till the wake up. And Albie says, you shucks. You're the ones giving me all the pep talks. Don't start whining when I actually listen and I've got pep. He says, if I'm going to do this, I've got to do it. Be the old me. I need something to dive into. I'm not buying it, Albie. But Thomas, he's like, oh, he's so relieved. And so then Albie's like, all right, well, see you guys in the morning. So they do know the word morning. He says, see you shucks in the morning. So we're just using morning and wake up interchangeably. We have the word for morning, but we're still going to say wake up every other time. I just want to rip this book in half. Oh God, it gets me bloody rolled up. So Albie walks out. So then the rest of them, they're all holed up in the homestead, just listening. Thomas is trying to make himself sleep, but no luck. So he's holed up. A lot of people are sleeping on the floor, but Newt gets the bed. I don't know if it's because he's in a leadership position or what, but he just gets the bed. Surely someone else can fit in that bed, Newt. You've got 20 boys on the floor of your room and you've got the bed all to yourself, you big hog. You know what? Uh, Nah, none of this no homo bullshit. Get a boy in your bed. Get under the covers and snuggle. There's grievers about. Don't be making people sleep on the floor. And then Thomas has a random vision. A vision of Chuck in the other room in a dark corner crying, squeezing his blanket to his chest like a teddy bear. And the image saddened Thomas so deeply, he tried to replace it, but to no avail. Chuck's fine. He's like six months younger than you. Calm your fucking farm. So the waiting was unbearable, blah, 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 blah. An hour passed, then another. He slept for a little bit. Oh my God, thrilling stuff. But then everything changed. A mechanized surge of machinery sounded from outside. All right, hours later. Hours later, a grievers now outside. They heard them just like a few hours ago. How long does it take the grievers to travel? Do the grievers not know where to look? They're all on the one spot. So they hear this mechanical clacking, the squeal of small engines followed by a grinding spin of metal, the clicking of spikes against hard stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounded like three or four of them were just outside at least. One of them sounded like it was moving toward the house. Are they not all moving toward the house? Oh my God, this is stupid. So then, uh, then, ah, then he hears that one clicking and clacking. So much clicking and clacking. Anyway, it's climbing up the wall of the homestead. God, get them, get them. And they've boarded up the window, but they're still crouching as far away from it as possible. Like that's going to save them. And just when it grew unbearable, Thomas realized the griever was right outside the window, but then everything fell silent. 
And so it's tense, it's tense, but then the door from the hallway opens and there's gasps, there's shouts. Thomas turned around expecting to see Chuck because he's obsessed with Chuck, but no. When he saw who stood there, his skull seemed to contract, squeezing his brain in shock. It was Galley. All right, I'm... (laughs) I'll process the fact that Galley has made a triumphant return in a second. I've just got to process the sentence before that first. His skull seemed to contract, squeezing his brain in shock. Is... What? His skull's... What What the... What, oh. what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Uh, you, you know what? Never mind. Galley's back. And that's the end of that chapter. So we go to chapter 39 and Galley's eyes raged with lunacy. His clothes were torn and filthy. Yeah, where he been? Where he been? And so then Galley's screaming at them and he says, they'll kill you. The grievers will kill you all. One every night till it's over. What? How does he know this? Also, why are they acting like terrorists? Oh, we'll kill one per night until it's over. Just kill them all now. What? Why the ticking clock? And then Galley's just staggering around, really commanding the attention of the room. And then he stops just in front of Thomas and he points at Thomas and he says, you, it's all your fault. (laughs) And then he starts swinging hands, trying to punch him. And he does punch him in the ear, but it doesn't hurt that much. Thomas falls to the ground, more taken by surprise than pain. Yeah, right. He's like, oh no, it's just the shock of it that got me. It didn't actually hurt. Like, okay, why are you trying to be a big boy, Thomas? You got punched in the face. It's okay if it hurts. So then Newt's pushing Galley away. And then Galley's saying, it can't be solved. The shuck maze will kill you. The shuck maze will kill all you shanks. You'd think at a time of crisis, they'd put the lingo aside, but no. The grievers will kill you one every night till it's over. Yeah, you said. And then he says, it's better this way. They'll only kill you one a night. They're stupid variables. And variables is a proper noun, of course. So we've got a capital V there. Not sure what it means, but I know it's a proper fucking noun. Newt says, Gally, shut your bloody hole. There's a griever right out the window. Just sit on your butt and be quiet. Maybe it'll go away. (laughs) Okay, yeah, maybe it'll go away. And Gally says, you don't get it, Newt. You're too stupid. You've always been too stupid. There's no way out. There's no way to win. They're going to kill you, all of you, one by one. Yeah, you've said. Way to hammer a point home, Gally. We get it. No one's asking Gally, hey, where have you been? It's been a couple days. Where you at? Where you been hiding? I'd be interested to hear your story. None of that. They're all just like, oh, shut up, Gally. But then Gally throws himself against the window and he's ripping the boards of the window free. And they're all like, no, what are you doing? Well, actually, I, I mean, I thought the room was full of people, but it's just Newt and Thomas who are reacting. And they're like, no, what are you doing? And then he's got one of the boards and he's swinging it at Newt. And he's whacking Newt in the head with the plank of wood. And Thomas says, Gally, what are you doing? <laughs> he's fucking nuts is what he is, Thomas. Like, what? And he says, you shut your shuck face, Thomas. Okay, you're not even going to call him Shank or Greeny. Thomas, you're going to say his full name. You shut your shuck face, Thomas. I'd say that 10 times fast. You shut your shuck face, Thomas. You shut up. I know who you are, but I don't care. Oh, we know. Boring, boring, boring. Have we not covered this? But no, then Thomas can't move. He was completely baffled by what Gally was saying. Baffled? Gally's told you before. That other kid told you before when he tried to kill you and then you executed him with the execution pole. 
It's like, what? I'm the drama? Me? I have something to do with the... Yes! Everyone's been trying to say that. Albie tried to say it. And he's baffled. He's like, huh, news to me. So then Gal... He hasn't even stopped Gally. He's just standing there baffled. And so Gally rips off the third and final plank off of the window. And then the window smashes. Because a grievers on the other side smashed the window and their pulsating bulbous body squirmed halfway through the window and it was snapping everywhere trying to get at people. Everyone else in the room were like, we're getting out of here. So they run. He's still rooted to the spot baffled that people think he has something to do with the maze. And Newt is knocked out on the bed. So as one of the grievers long arms reached for Newt, He's finally awoken from his bafflement and he scrambles to his feet, searches the floor around him for a weapon. And I'm like, okay, well, everyone had knives. I'm I'm sure there'd be a weapon nearby. And then it says, all he saw were knives. They couldn't help him now. What? Why not? Panic exploded within him, consumed him. I'm just looking around for a weapon, but there's just all these fucking knives everywhere. Are knives not a weapon? Can you not throw a few of those knives at the graver? Stab the graver, perhaps? It's like, oh, no, just useless knives everywhere. Then why did we arm everybody with knives if they're useless? But then Gally starts screaming and he says, no one ever understood. No one ever understood what I saw, what the changing did to me. Don't go back to the real world, Thomas. You don't want to remember. And so then Gally gives Thomas a long haunted look and then he turns and he dives onto the griever. And so then the griever pins Gally to its body And so he's sinking into the griever flesh. And then the griever's like, okay, well, that's me done. And just like jumps off of the building and starts running away. I thought there were four or three grievers hanging outside, but I guess, I guess they're all running away. I don't know, because we don't hear anything about the other grievers. And I don't know if Gally's dead or being kidnapped or what the fuck's going on, but Thomas is looking out the window and he can see Gally's body appearing and disappearing as the griever rolled. Yuck. And so Thomas was like, oh God, that was dramatic. He's about to throw up. But then something outside the window catches his eye. A lone shape was sprinting across the courtyard of the glade toward the exit through which Gally had just been taken. And despite the poor light, because remember the sun's disappeared, Thomas realized who it was immediately. He screamed, but it was too late. Minnow was running full speed and disappeared into the maze. End of chapter. And I'm here to spoil it for you right now. It's a big fucking whoop. That cliffhanger acts like it's going to be something, but it's, it's really nothing. So we start chapter 41. Lights blaze throughout the homestead because they have torches, not because the sun has returned. Gladers are running around. A couple of boys are crying. Chaos ruled. But Thomas ignored all of it. Because now he's pushing through the crowd, running outside, heading towards the maze to see what Minnow's up to. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So he's just running after Minnow into a maze again. Again. A fucking game. Oh Lord. Again. A fucking game. Nothing new, nothing changed, same old shit. Same old fucking shit. And he's effectively doing the exact same thing Minnow just did, but he doesn't think that maybe he's causing alarm for someone else who might be seeing him running into the maze. Because that's exactly what happened. Then Newt's following him, being like, what the hell are you doing? And Thomas says, Minnow followed it out there. And it's like, well, what do you think you're doing? You're following Minnow. There's just a chain of people running into the maze. At what point do we break the chain? We need to get Daenerys, Mother of Dragons, in here to break the fucking chain. But Newt, who has a limp, he's got a bad leg, and he just got whacked across the face with a plank of wood and was passed out, so I think he's got a concussion. He's bleeding from the forehead. He caught up, he caught up with him. He's not even a runner. He might have been a runner before he broke his leg, but now, now he's catching up to Thomas, and he saw everything. He's like, yeah, I saw, I thought you were passed out. And he says Minnow must have finally fried his last bit of brain cells, not to mention Galley always knew he was crazy, and yet you let him be in a position of authority being a keeper, but well, okay, sure. And Thomas says, I'm going after him. And Newt says, what, you want to be a bloody hero again, do ya? And Thomas says, well, no, Thomas is hurt. He always gets hurt. His feelings are never not hurt by them just voicing their dissatisfaction and disapproval and just outright annoyance with the kid. He's hurt. And he says, you think I'd do things to impress you, Shanks? Please. Please. All I care about is getting out of here. Do you? Do you? I think you'd be content just hanging out in the maze looking around all the time. I don't think you've ever really said you want to get out of the maze that badly. You just wanted to be a runner to run around the maze. And Newt says, well, we've got bigger problems. And he's like, what, what? But then Minnow's back. I told you it would lead to nothing. So Minnow comes back and he's like, oh, hey guys, just wanted to make sure um, that the griever was going towards the griever hull. No big D. And Thomas is like, did he? And Minnow says, bingo. Went toward the cliff, toward the griever hull. So we're all just calling it the griever hull. We're, we didn't want to workshop further names. No brainstorms were had. We're just sticking with griever hull. Okay. 
And Newt says, oh, I can't believe it. What a night. <laughs> what, a, what a day. But then Thomas is like, oh, wait a minute. What were you about to just say, Newt? You said we had worse problems. And he's like, oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> oh, that. He says, yeah, do you see that bug and smoke? And of course, Thomas didn't notice it, but something's on fire. And he's like, oh, yeah, there is a lot of smoke collecting above the map room. Isn't that crazy? And Newt says, somebody burn the map trunks. Every last one of them. And do we not think perhaps that that might be Albie since he just had a change of heart and was like, you know what? I'm going to go look at the maps. I know it's nighttime and the grievers are out there, but I've just got a, I've got an urge to go and read some maps and now the maps are on fire. Hmm, suspicious. But Thomas, he doesn't care. For some reason, Thomas didn't care about the maps that much. They seemed pointless anyway. Well, then what? He wants to be a runner but he doesn't want to draw the maps of his runs, which is the whole point of why they have a runner. Oh, the map's pointless. I mean, I agree. They seem fucking pointless, but oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. So now he's back at the slammer because he's like, oh, got to fill Teresa in on all this madness. And so he's like, Teresa, at the slammer. And she's like, oh, what's that? Hi, what, what happened? Anybody killed? And she's all groggy. And he goes, were you sleeping? He's like, says sleeping in italics, like he's super incredulous. Even though he himself, I mean, he did struggle to fall asleep, but I do believe he did get a little bit of shut eye. And he's like, were you, were you sleeping? You're such a psycho. I mean, I tried to fall asleep, but you know, how dare you fall asleep? And she's like, yeah, I was asleep until I woke up because I heard something. I heard something shred the homestead to bits. What happened? And he goes, I don't know how you could have slipped through the sound of all those grievers out here. And he's shaking his head in disbelief. And it's like, she didn't. She just told you she woke up from it. And he's like, what? You fell asleep when grievers were around? She woke up, mate. Although if she was awake when that happened, I don't know why she's acting so groggy now. Maybe she did fall back asleep. Who knows? I don't trust this Teresa either. And she says, hey, I just woke up from a coma. Like, I'm still tired. I've got like jet lag from my coma. And then she says in his head, now answer my question. And he's like, what? What? I think he forgot that she could do that. It says, Thomas blinked momentarily, surprised by the voice, since she hadn't done it in a while. What? She, she did it like five hours ago. She did it like five hours. She, she woke up today. You had a chat in the forest, then she's been in the slammer. And now you're just like, oh, oh, I forgot she could bloody talk in my head. And Thomas says, look, it's a long story, but this galley guy, he's a psycho. He ran away. Don't know where he went. Uh, He showed up, jumped on a griever, and they all took off into the maze. It was weird. You know what? For a long story, he did really condense that down, didn't he? And he says, I just don't get it. Why would the grievers have left after getting galley? He said something about them killing us one a night until we were all dead. He said it at least twice. I think I counted three or four times, but yeah. And I love how he's like, he said something about, oh, something about killing us once a night. And I'm like, that's exactly what he said. What do you mean something about? You, you said, he said it at least twice. Like you remember what he said. It was quite shocking to the ear. And he's like, something, something about something or other. And Teresa, she's like, oh, just one a night. Why? She's like, that's not very economical. Just kill everyone right now. And he goes, oh, I don't know. He said it had something to do with trials or variables. No, he never said trials, you're projecting. He did say variables, but he said it as a proper noun, capital V. And Thomas is saying it right now with a lowercase v. 
So he's not on the same wavelength as Gally. Interesting. Really, really interesting. And so then Teresa, she says, Tom, I was thinking about what you told me. I said, (laughs) I was thinking about what you told me. I said that the maze is a code. Being holed up in here does wonders for making the brain do what it was made for. So she's saying, because I was in a slammer for five or six hours, I've now cracked the code. Because all I had to do was think, whereas when Thomas spent a day in the slammer, I don't really think he thought much at all, did he? (laughs) He just sat there in bored silence. And he's like, okay, well, what do you think it means? She says, well, the walls move every day, right? And Minnow said they think there's a pattern, right? Well, I can't remember why I said that to you about the code. I know when I was coming out of the coma, all sorts of thoughts and memories swelled through my head like crazy, almost as if I could feel someone emptying my mind. What? And I felt like I needed to say that thing about the code before I lost it. So there must be an important reason. Okay. So her evidence is herself. And then Thomas is like already like picking up what she's putting down. He's like, yeah, they compare each section's map to the one from the day before and the day before that and the day before that. (laughs) Day by day, each runner just analyzing their own section. What if they're supposed to compare the maps to other sections? And he's like, oh my God, I figured it out. He's like, I'm a fucking genius. I've jagged it. Why no one has ever compared sections I'm not too sure. This is why we need people who aren't exhausted from running all day to study the maps. And yet they've just figured that out. And then Teresa, she's like, the first thing the word code makes me think of is letters. What? (laughs) Letters in the alphabet. Oh yeah, because whenever anyone says code, I think of letters, not numbers. That'd be crazy. I think of letters. And what are letters? They're things that are in an alphabet. Maybe the maze is trying to spell something. Speaking of spell something, you're really spelling out your theory for us. Letters, letters, alpha, what do letters do? Letters in and out, what do they do? They spell things. Like, thank you for femsplaining letters. I get it. And so then everything came together so quickly in Thomas's mind, he almost heard an audible click as if all the pieces had snapped into place at once. Oh, he's, he's like, yeah, that's perfect sense. He's like, yep, that's it. You've got it. And he says, you're right. You're right. (laughs) Based on what? You're right. But the runners have been looking at it wrong this whole time. They've been analyzing it the wrong way. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And he says, Mino said the patterns repeat themselves, only they can't figure out what it means, but they've always studied them section by section. Didn't he just say that? He just said that. Comparing one day to the next. But what if each day is separate? He just said that. What if each day is a separate piece of the code and they're supposed to use all eight sections together somehow? You'd you'd think they would have thought of that. And she says, do you think maybe each day is trying to reveal a word, a word made up of letters, letters in the alphabet that spell out a word? And Thomas is like, yeah, I think so. Even though it was her idea, he's now claiming it as his own. He's like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He says they've been studying it like a map, not like a picture of something. What? Oh, this is so stupid. And then he goes, oh, wait a minute. Oh, he's so smart. Everything had clicked into place so neatly that he heard an almost audible click in his head. Everything fell into place except he forgot that the maps just got burned. He forgot about that somehow. He's like, oh, yeah, the maps got burned. I forgot about that. Oh, oh, well. And Teresa's like, what happened? And he's like, oh, no. Oh, no, the maps got burned. He goes, oh, 
Oh. Well, actually, he doesn't say it straight away. He just keeps saying, oh, no, oh, no. And she's like, what? And he goes, oh, no. And she goes, what? And he goes, oh, no. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he says, someone burned all the maps. If there was a code, it's gone. End of chapter. So we start chapter 41 and he's like, I got to go. I got to go see Newt and see if any of the maps survived. And she's like, can you let me out of prison, please? And he's like, yeah, maybe tomorrow. He's like, sorry, I'm quite busy. I've just had this great idea about how the maze might be spelling something out, like with letters, because when I think of code, I think of letters. So I've just got to go tell everyone about my idea. You sit tight. So he runs over to the map room, which is still like, I don't know, on fire? Did they put it out? I'm I'm not too sure. But he finds the map room and there's a group of boys standing over a body. (gasps) A body? Who's that? And Minnow's there and he goes, where did you go? It's like, okay, you just ran into the maze to follow a griever. And now you're wondering where other people went. Get off your high horse. And he goes, I went to talk to Teresa. What happened? And Minnow says, well, the map room was on fire. And then you just went to go talk to your shut girlfriend. What's wrong with you? It's like, okay. Also, grievers were attacking the homestead and you ran off to go into the maze. What's wrong with you? Oh, I challenge anyone to match Minnow's energy because he wouldn't be able to take it. Well, Minnow's an asshole. And Thomas is like, oh yeah, I actually didn't think the maps mattered that much. So I just thought I'd leave, like not care about it and just go and talk to Teresa. And he's like, what? You think the maps don't mean anything? Minnow looked disgusted. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you married to the maps? Like, calm down. (laughs) What? My maps? You think my maps don't mean anything? Ugh. It's like, you've said for yourself you couldn't find any fucking meaning for two years. But yeah, well, and maybe they would make more sense if you studied them a bit better. So I don't know why you're getting so defensive, Minnow. And then Thomas looks at the body on the ground and it's Albie flat on his back with a huge gash on his forehead. He's bleeding. The blood's like crusting in his eye. Yuck. But he's still alive, by the way. I, th- I thought he was dead. Usually when someone's dead, you'll call them the body if they're still alive. I don't know if you'd still call it a body. Albie's pretty recognizable. I don't know why he didn't recognize that it was Albie. But, uh, whatever, dramatic stakes. And so Thomas was concerned for Albie despite his recent ill-tempered ways. <laughs> oh, you're a saint. Oh, thank you for still being concerned, even though he's been a dickhead. And Minnow says, Winston found him out here. Who's Winston? Half dead. The map room blazing. Some shanks got in there and put it out, but way too late. All the trunks are burned to a freaking crisp. I suspected Albie at first, but whoever did it slammed his shuck head against the table. So we've got a mystery on our hands. Who burned the maps? I still think it's Albie. And then he just tripped over and hurt his head. (laughs) I love how Minnow's just removed... Albie from the line of questioning being like, oh, I thought it was him, but then he got a cut on his head, so it can't be him. And Thomas says, who do you think did it? And so Minnow says, maybe Galley before he showed up in the homestead. How much time did Galley have to be running around town all day? And then he goes, oh, you know what? I don't care. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, it does matter. If you've got a rat in the ranks, I think it matters. And Thomas was like, what? Now who's the one giving up? Thomas can't resist giving a pep talk. And Minnow's like, that's not what I meant, Shank. And Thomas is like, well, what did you mean? And he goes, just shut your hole. Just shut your hole, you shank. And I'm not like repeating for emphasis. That's in the text. Just shut your hole. Just shut your hole. He says it twice. I don't know why. And then Thomas is like, well, I better be honest. He decided he'd better share about the possible maze code. Maps or no maps. 
It's just a theory. Like, calm down. It's just a theory. You just had an idea. Well, Teresa had an idea and you ran with it because you're a runner. And he says, Minnow, I need to tell you and Newt something. And we need to let Teresa out. Oh, God. And he goes, oh, this fucking girl. I'm sick of it. Just forget about the girl. And Thomas is like, no, 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 no. Just hear us out. We have an idea. Maybe it'll still work if enough runners remember their maps. And Minnow's like, of course I remember my maps. Like, obviously. Well, if you can, why'd you have to draw them? Like, I I do not think you remember every single one of your two years worth of maps. And he's like, of course I remember my maps, all 600 of them. So then Minnow's like, hey, Newt, all right, come on. We need to go and talk to Teresa. Why can't he just tell them the idea now? I don't think Teresa needs to be a part of it. Meanwhile, Albie's still dying on the ground. And Newt's like, okay, Medjax, look after Albie. I've got to go talk to Minnow and Thomas. So then they head to the slammer. And Tommy's like, oh, let her out. Let her out. And then we can all have a big chat. And they're like, we could just chat through the window. Why do we need to let her out? Minnow says, how can we trust her? Soon as she woke up, the whole place fell to pieces. She even admitted she triggered something. And yeah, they do have a point. She triggered something. And Thomas says, nah, we can trust her. Every time I've talked to her, it's something about trying to get out of here. What? Okay, sure. Oh, we can trust her. They say, well, why did she talk about triggering things? And he says, ah, who knows? Her mind was doing all kinds of weird stuff when she woke up. Maybe we all went through that in the box, talking gibberish before we came totally awake. Just let her out. What? No, that's, that's bullshit. That, I don't, that doesn't make any sense at all. And Thomas says, come on, what's she going to do? Run around and stab every glader to death? Come on. And Minnow's like, oh, fine, let her out. Maybe she could go around and stab everyone. There seems to be knives everywhere. Oh, and Minnow had said, stupid girl, let the stupid girl out. And she says, hey, I'm not stupid. And by the way, I can hear everything you morons are saying. And they're all like, oh my God. Oh my God, she could hear us through this door and this open window. Oh no. And so then they let her out of the slammer. And she's like, oh, okay, hi guys. And Thomas is like, okay, right, okay. Um, so basically, when Teresa first was coming out of her deep sleep, she had some memories flashing through her mind. He leaves out the bit about the telepathy, but then he goes, she told me later she remembers that the maze is a code, that maybe instead of solving it to find a way out, it's trying to send us a message. And Minnow's like, a code? What? What? How's it a code? And then Teresa's about to say, well, when I think of code, I think of letters. Letters. And when I think of letters, I think of an alphabet. And when I think of an alphabet, I think of words. But Thomas, he cuts in and he says, look, I don't know. I don't know. You're way more familiar with the maps than I am, but I have a theory. I have a theory. Oh, do you, Thomas? You have a theory that Teresa said and you just like copied? He says, I have a theory. That's why I was hoping you guys could remember some of the maps. And Minnow and Newt are sort of looking at each other, being like, oh, should we, um, should we tell him? Should we tell him? Should we, should we let him in on the secret? And he's like, what, what? And Minnow says, look, we hid the maps. And he's like, why? And he says, we hid the maps in the weapons room, put dummies in their place because of Albie's warning and because of the so-called ending your girlfriend triggered. All right, so they hid the maps. Okay, great. So now wouldn't it be even more imperative on them to find out who burned the maps in the first place, but they don't seem to care about that. Mino says, they're all safe and sound. So if you have a theory, let's get talking. And Thomas says, take me to them. And he says, okay, let's go. And that's the end of the chapter. Jeez Louise. Okay, let's go. It's all very amicable in the end, isn't it? All right. So, okay, let's call it a day there. We're 70% through this book. 
My iBox is telling me we're 70% through and I, I just can't wait to get through that next 30%. God, I'm hating it. The maze is a code. Who would have thought? Oh, geez, Louise. Okay, I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.